0: Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Stock Break, your weekly opportunity to dive into public companies as we break down their business activity, fundamentals, and potential value. hi everyone and welcome to another episode of stock break my name is josh gilbert today we're going to be analyzing google also known as alphabet but really we do know it as google but before we get started if there's anything you want covered across these stocks that we analyze please let us know and don't forget to like share subscribe give us a rating and send this to friends and family those that might be interested in these companies And if you are listening to this in podcast format and would like to watch with the presentation, there is a link in the bio and you can head over to our YouTube channel to watch. Well, uh, you can find us simply under eToro. And a quick reminder that this presentation is for educational purposes only, should not be taken as investment advice, personal recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. So with that out of the way, on to Alphabet. So as an investor, you would have been pretty well rewarded for owning Alphabet shares over the last 10 years with more than 350% returns. Revenues have also climbed more than 200% since 2016, but in the last 12 months, shares are down more than 30%. So the big question here is, is that does a softer macro environment leave Google with a tough challenge on their hands Or will the tech giant continue to keep delivering for investors? Well, let's find out and give you everything that you need to know about Alphabet. But just before we get started, let's give you a little bit of history on Google and Alphabet. We'll give you some fun facts that you can use at the pub or around the dinner table to impress some friends and family. So Google was founded by Sergey Brin and Larry Page. And interestingly, they met by chance when Brin was Page's guide around Stanford University. The two then became friends and they went on to collaborate. But their original project wasn't named Google. It was actually named Backrub, an interesting name, and I'm glad that it has been changed. Obviously, they ditched that idea and did choose on google it's actually a twist on google that is spelled g-o-o-g-o-l it actually stands for a mathematical term represented by the numeral one followed by 100 zeros there is also some conversation that when this first started google was actually spelt wrong but it is as we know it today. Then in 2008, the pair went on to rent their first workspace, if we could call it that. It was a garage in California, a very Silicon Valley, we must say. The garage was rented from Susan Wojcicki sister of Anne Wojcicki, Google's 16th employee, and now the CEO of YouTube. So I'm sure she will be uh, very thankful to her sister for letting uh, letting the pair rent out the garage. The company, as we know, obviously IPO'd. It IPO'd back in 2004. It initially listed as Google. As we know, the company is now listed as Alphabet, which we will get on to in just a moment. But surprisingly, the IPO didn't actually go particularly well at the start for Google. This was obviously in the aftermath of the dot com sort of bubble. Google ended up actually cutting its planned IPO price from original range of between $108 and $135. It went down, went down to a new target range of between $85 and $95. They actually settled on the low end of that reduce range as well. But on Google's first day of trading, the stock actually jumped by 18 percent over the years, given that shares have soared, as we as we know, I said that it's been very well rewarded the IPO didn't go as planned since the IPO, its share prices climbed by more than 3000%. So given that we have seen multiple stock splits from Google in 2014, Google split its stock two to one and reorganized its company under the Alphabet umbrella in 2015. So Alphabet As we know, it is the holding company today. Then in 2022, the stock split again, 20 to one. So with a stock split, although it doesn't change the underlying fundamentals of the business, it can be more attractive to investors. So it's useful for a number of reasons, making it more accessible to a broader investor base, and it can allow better allocation of stock compensation with employee equity, a pretty key factor in attracting new talent over recent years. So before we really dive into the nitty gritty, it's, it's good to get a few points out of the way that some of you might be wondering about Alphabet stock. So as I said, then Alphabet is actually the holding company for Google, Android, YouTube and other holdings. It currently has a market cap of over one and a half trillion US dollars. And just to make sure everyone understands, it actually does have two different tickers. So what I mean by that is it has two listings on the stock market. So the first is under GOOG, so G-O-O-G, and also GOOGL, so G-O-O-G-L. So they're also known as Class A and Class C shares. So Google shares, uh, so G-O-O-G-L shares, are uh, its Class A shares, also known as common stock, which have the typical one-share, one-vote structure. So for the purpose of this content, we will use financials, margins, etc. on Alphabet A. And then Goog shares, so just the GOOG shares, they're just class C shares that confer no voting rights. Because of the voting rights, A shares may sometimes trade at a premium to C shares. However, in reality, the prices of the two are often pretty close to one another. So let's find out a little bit more about Alphabet and exactly how it makes its money. So as I mentioned, Alphabet is a collection of businesses, the largest of which is, of course, Google. It reports uh, as two segments. So we have Google Services and Google Cloud. It also reports an other bets category, which is essentially the investment arm of the Alphabet business something that they sort of look to for opportunity google services includes products such as ads android chrome google maps google play gmail search youtube etc most of the big names that we know then google cloud includes google's infrastructure and data analytics platforms collaboration tools Google Cloud generates most of its revenue from fees received from Google Cloud Platform, GCP, and Google Workspace, formerly known as G Suite. So over the years, Alphabet has diversified its revenue, but it is still heavily reliant on its advertising revenue from Google Search, which which actually makes up 57% of its revenue as of 2022. Advertising, though, we must remember, is cyclical. So given that company budgets will fluctuate through, say, recession, most of Google's business is recurring, given its huge brand awareness as well. And as we know, Google is a staple brand name. It is a name that we know very, very well. And the real reason why advertisers pay so much for Google search ads is very simple. You want to be the top of the ranking for your page when somebody is searching for a keyword. You could find interesting for your business. You know, you want your name to be clicked on first over any of your competitors. You know, ultimately the pandemic drove more people online, from businesses to consumers and advertisers. You know, shifted to online channels to, to obviously reach more customers. Apple's private, privacy changes have obviously resulted in third parties. You know, loss for many of Google's competitors such as Meta, Snapchat, and smaller companies as well. You know, so when advertising Advertisers are cutting budgets. You know, they are going to go to these sort of bigger names such as Google rather than maybe smaller names such as Snapchat. Something interesting as well that sort of really allows you know, Google to sort of dominate is Apple and Google signed a huge deal many years ago. The deal was first inked back in 2005 Uh, is essentially for Safari to use Google as the default search engine. So whenever we pull up Safari on our iPhones, you'll notice it takes you straight to a search to Google. So in 2021, with the introduction of iPhones being more important than ever, analysts estimate that Google paid Apple, a huge fifteen billion dollars for those rights. We can see why Alf, why Apple is one of the biggest stocks in the world, making money like that. Being the default search engine of iPhone Safari is huge for Google, as that will obviously be key to driving a lot of growth. Um, but let's be frank here: it's pretty impossible to think of a world without Google, and think, how many times do you use Google a day or say Google in a day? Essentially, it's a brand value and the brand value itself is excellent and its business is now known as a verb globally. And I think it has created a moat in whereby it's hard to leave that ecosystem once you're in, you know, whether that's from search, whether it's through mail, whether it's through Google Drive, Android, and of course, YouTube, once you're in switching won't be very easily. But also, as I said, you know, once you know a business as a verb, you know, you're doing something right and it's on its way. I mean, how often do we say just Google it or let's Google it? I don't hear us saying let's Bing it. But we'll get on to that in a bit. And. Um, Google has over a billion users collecting data every single day. Its production costs are low because their product is data that advertisers can use. So ultimately, you know, advertisers pay a lot of money towards Google. So to find out a little bit more about their financials, we'll get into it, but I want to let you know who runs Alphabet Ship. Well, the company was founded by Larry Page and Sergey Brin, as we mentioned earlier. They are both still board members but they are no longer involved in the day-to-day decisions of the company. The main man now at the helm is CEO Sundar Pashai. He has been with Google for more than 18 years starting back in 2004 so just around the time of its IPO. He was in product management and has actually been in the CEO position since 2015. Uh, He now employs more than 150,000 people. So let's move on to Alphabet's fundamentals and dive in to the company's financials. So Alphabet's growth has been admirable. But in 2022, that earnings growth did begin to sort of slow down. We saw an 18% decline in earnings growth from 2021. However, for context, earnings did grow by a huge 106% in 2021 to $5.61 a share, given, as I mentioned earlier, that growth and move from advertisers, businesses to online. This ultimately points towards you know what is a difficult macro environment. We've obviously got rising costs, inflationary pressures for businesses, and, and Alphabet is is feeling the full effect. The market does expect growth to bounce back though in 2023 with a 12% increase to five dollars thirteen. A share as for revenues well growth continues to be high as i mentioned earlier which is pretty impressive given the company's size in 2022 revenue grew by 10 percent to 283 billion dollars a big feat, as i say for a company that is worth over a trillion dollars and the market expects this strong growth to slow slightly in 2023 with a six percent growth of 300 billion dollars So I want to break down its revenue by segments because ultimately Alphabet makes its money from a lot of different businesses. And I mentioned earlier those different brands under the Alphabet umbrella. So Google services makes up for around 92% of overall revenues at $253 billion in 2022. And Google advertising, which is included in that figure, makes up for 82% of overall revenues, generating $224 billion in 2022. Uh, also falling under Google services services is YouTube, which generated around 11% of total revenue in 2022 at 29 billion. Again, seeing modest growth of just 1%. But an interesting fact on YouTube, Alphabet actually acquired YouTube for 1.65 billion in 2006. So I'll let you just sort of take that in. 1.65 billion in 2006. Now have a think about how much money alphabet now makes off of youtube well actually alphabet now makes 1.65 billion in revenue from youtube are you ready every three weeks so a pretty decent acquisition from alphabet so 1.65 billion 2006 they now make that every three weeks in revenue from youtube YouTube also has 2.1 billion monthly active users with 62% of internet users in the US accessing YouTube every single day. 2.1 billion monthly active users. That is a huge number and is obviously a quarter of the world's population. Then we have Google Cloud which is a new segment of the business and generated 9.3% of total revenue in 2022 with 26 billion in revenue up 36% year over year. Then we have other bets. As I mentioned earlier, this is the investment arm of the business and it is pretty minuscule making up just 0.4% of overall revenues. But importantly, this could be a key segment for future growth and we will touch on that a little bit later. Alphabet generates more than 53% of its revenues from overseas, which is which is actually pretty interesting with just 47% obviously of revenues being generated in the United States. So a lot of that revenue is then converted into profit. So net income, which is obviously a A measure of profitability, which is minus all costs and taxes, was $60 billion in 2022. It was actually down 21% from 2021 as operating expenses grew by 20%. In 2021, Alphabet made $76 billion in profit. And that is exactly why we know it as the tech behemoth it is today. The market does expect profits, though, to climb back. By 10% in 2023 to $66 billion, still under that record year in 2021, but it hopes to hopes to eclipse that by 2024. And net income does also include the rise and fall in value of its investment from other bets as well. And because of these high profits, its cash position is nothing less than outstanding and actually could be argued as one of the most impressive on Wall Street. Cash and cash equivalents finished 2022 at $113 billion. And the market expects this to grow even further in 2023 to $139 billion. Not bad at all, it must be said. Uh, Free cash flow, though, ended 2022 at $16 billion, down from 10% in 2021, as I said earlier. Cost did grow, but similar to the other financial metrics we've mentioned so far, the market does expect this to grow by 18% in 2023 to $70 billion, again, eclipsing that record number in 2021. You know, these numbers, just to sort of touch on briefly, make Alphabet stand out for investors and why investors have been so attracted to the stock over the years. You know, when we are in an environment as we are right now, when the sort of macro environment is very difficult and investors are looking towards sort of defensive names, you know alphabet is at the top of that list with such huge cash flow such high profitability you know they essentially have enough capital to, to sort of weather anything that is thrown at them which is obviously a key focus for any investor given the size of that balance sheet that we've mentioned alphabet does have a huge buyback program in place they plan to purchase more than 70 billion dollars in stock throughout twenty twenty three. And this ultimately helps to improve equity value. And clearly Alphabet feel that their shares are undervalued. I think this just sort of speaks to the profit resilience ahead and a strong cash flow discipline as well. With this much cash as well, I think it is important to say that it is, there is still no dividend from Alphabet, which which I think is actually quite surprising that we haven't seen one yet. But you know they're clearly focusing on growth for the time being but I wouldn't be surprised to see a dividend introduced in in the future which of course investors would well welcome now we're going to move on to the financial ratios and margins for alphabets the first ratio we will look at is price to earnings the price to earnings ratio is, is good for determining value for Alphabet, given that it is now a mature company, you know, and it is no longer in sort of a hyper growth phase. Alphabet currently trades at around 17 times price to earnings. That is a pretty compelling valuation given the company's strong position. And it isn't far from its lowest ever valuation back in 2008, which was under 16 times price to earnings. And interestingly, compare that to the market, Alphabet trades at a discount to the S&P 500, which is currently trading at 19 times price to earnings. So a pretty fair valuation given the profitability, the opportunity ahead for Alphabet, which we will touch on in a moment. But I mentioned earlier how important the free cash flow component is for Alphabet. So how does its price to free cash flow stack up well price to free cash flow comes in at 19.9 so far in 2023 that is lower than where it has been previously given the recent share price weakness but it is also lower than the market multiple of the s p 500 of 21 price to free cash flow meaning that the company could be undervalued versus the broader market The next ratio and another important ratio for investors is price to sales. This ratio shows how much investors are willing to pay per dollar for sales for a stock. It can often be, you know, a good ratio when valuing growth stocks. It is calculated by a stock's last price divided by sales per share. Currently, Alphabet trades at 4.2 price to sales. This is almost half the seven and a half times in 2021, but it's still actually high compared to the S&P 500 which trades at two and a half times price to sales. Uh, And finally, on the ratio size, we're going to be looking at the company's debt to equity. This is a ratio that is used to evaluate a company's financial leverage. It is a pretty important metric to measure in terms of the degree in which a company is financing its operations with debt rather than using its own resources. And it can be measured by dividing total liabilities by total shareholder equity. Something that I always like to mention and is quite important that let's remember that debt is, is also helpful. It can be used to facilitate a company's expansion. Essentially with this number, we are looking for a middle ground. A high ratio would suggest more risk and a heavy reliance on debt, but a low ratio would suggest the business is not taking advantage of debt. But also we need to remember that in the current environment with interest rates rising, companies such as Alphabet with such high cash balances are probably less willing to take out debt and pay the high interest rates on that. So Alphabet currently trades at a debt to equity ratio of 0.1. This is lower than the average for S&P 500 companies at 1.6. And we know that Alphabet, as I say, has a monster balance sheet. And I think that is the reason for this low number in the current environment. So we're going to look at margins now. And margins are, again, also something that are, are very, very impressive for alphabet at the end of 2022 gross margin was 67 percent and this is one of the reasons that profitability is so high as we touched on earlier the market expects this number to come off slightly in 2023 with margins falling to 59 percent for the full year as cost, cost pressures do dampen margins you know as i said earlier costs are expected to climb and they're expected to climb by 25 percent in 2023 from 2021 We can also take a look at operating margins. The operating margin measures how much a profit a company makes on a dollar of sales after paying for variable costs of production, such as wages, raw materials, but before paying interest or tax. For Alphabet, again, operating margins come in at 26.4% in 2022. And the market, just as it did for gross margins, expects this to fall in 2023 to 25 and a half times, which is still higher than the S&P 500 average of 14%. So now we've gone through some of those fundamentals. I want to take you through some of the challenges that are going to be ahead for Alphabet in the short term. The first, I think, and most obvious challenge is the likely slowdown in advertising spend. We obviously have a potential recession, which is inbound. Competition in the online ad space is continuing to heat. And Google needs to retain its strong position and efficient model to continue executing and retaining its market share. And as we can see, again, for those that are listening on the podcast, head over to YouTube to have a look at this. Basically on the screen, I'm just showing a couple of numbers in terms of advertising growth. Essentially, the advertising growth has slowed significantly. So in Q1 2022, we saw growth of 22%. Advertising revenue was $54 billion. That slow to minus 1% in Q1 2023 or sorry, is expected to slow in Q1 2023 by 1% falling to $53 billion. So again, this is obviously a challenge and something that investors need to, to sort of pay attention to, but also on the flip side, while a recession is obviously never a good thing, it can also bring positive outcomes in some cases. And I think to Google would make the business more efficient and it can focus on things that that sort of need to be prioritized. We obviously did see Alphabet laying off staff, and I think that is one of the reasons for that. But also let's remember that is a positive for margins at the same time. Secondly, and as I mentioned earlier, competition is heating up. And I mentioned that in the last section there, but Google is facing its first, I would say real competition in search for years. There is many names out there, but Microsoft Bing is sort of really coming out as the sort of the front runner as it integrates its new AI model chat GPT, the sensation that the world has been talking about in 2023. And the the difficulty here for Alphabet is that Microsoft has a sort of first mover advantage, meaning it's its first ever AI search engine can sort of attract a, a large share of users. Alphabet did or Google did launch its sort of AI model the other day, which didn't quite go as planned. So this is something to watch, you know, plenty of competition out there from You know, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, obviously Brave, which is obviously a blockchain-based search engine. Uh, And obviously the biggest rival is going to be Microsoft Bing as well. And I think another important challenge to take into consideration is going to be the crackdown on big tech from U S regulators. Essentially the U S is looking to sort of demonopolize big tech and take away some of its power online. You know, this would harm products such as Google maps, for example, it would also stop companies from acquiring other businesses as well. You know, for example. You know, Facebook, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon are the biggest names in tech. And as I mentioned earlier, their balance sheets are humongous. They can pretty much go out into the marketplace and cherry pick businesses as they wish and, and buy off competition. So that is, is something to watch. You know, it does give maybe some more advantage to challenger names, to disruptive names coming through in the tech space. So I want to move on now to the opportunities that lie ahead for Alphabet and and what that ultimately means for you as investors and, and what you can keep an eye out for. The first and most obvious opportunity for Google is just simply its brand presence. I think this in itself creates the opportunity to continue being a market leader for many, many years to come. Will people ever stop using Google? It's used in everyday life and hard to imagine uh, anyone really sort of changing away from that. I did say that competition is coming through, but I also did mention earlier that we know it as a verb. So I do think it's going to continue to be the first name that people turn to for that search engine. And I do struggle to see any sort of mass change away from Google in the short term. Uh, Next, we have its cloud business it is actually the third largest cloud business behind amazon and microsoft and i think this is going to be key for the business over the next 10 years the cloud business has grown from 4 billion in annual revenue in 2017 to over 22 billion in 2022 and the us cloud market alone is set to grow by 13% annually until 2030 which represents a huge opportunity for google in this space so something that you know, is going to be key for investors to keep an eye on, you know, and as we know, a lot of business today is, is sort of turning to the cloud as well. We, we covered a little bit earlier, but YouTube again, I think is going to be huge and has plenty of potential. Interestingly, YouTube alone is worth Netflix. So there is clearly a lot of value in that as a business. And I think one that Alphabet will look to take advantage of, we've obviously seen the rise of TikTok over the past sort of three years i think youtube's new shorts model is is going to be key youtube reported that one and a half billion people are watching shorts each month which is is key especially as advertisers move to sort of short form videos away from sort of longer term longer form videos well and it seems that google is starting to sort of gain some market share over google which seems that you know ultimately i think tiktok sees that their their sort of full growth days are behind them and then finally we have alphabet other bet category here there is a plenty of opportunity from autonomous vehicles to blockchain to smart homes to venture capital i could go on I think the most discussed project is WayMO, which is Google's self-driving Car project. Tests have already started in the US, and, and this is something for investors to watch. There is plenty of opportunity amongst these names, and you know any of these could ultimately be a diamond in the rough. So now we're going to take a quick look at Alphabet's valuation. So what's next? What is on the horizon for Alphabet? I mentioned earlier, we had a look at price to sales, but currently Alphabet is trading near 20 year lows given the recent drawdown. So I think the questions that investors should be asking is, are the fears over competition warranted? And have we seen peak growth for Alphabet? For me, I think the answer to both is no. Competition is rife, but I think that they are in a great position to navigate the competition that is coming through. And I think advertisers will continue to be attracted to Google. And as for the potential valuation, well, again, please remember that this is a rough estimate. It may not take into account future bets. It may not take into account all growth. And this is, of course, not financial advice. It is a simple outlook to give you a bit of a view to the future. And again, for those listening on the podcast, head over to YouTube to have a look the potential valuation that we have broken down. So I think what's key here is that even if we believe that Alphabet growth is likely to be minimal over the next five years, in the real negative case here, we may see the share price stay at current levels, which again, I would say is, is pretty positive given that if you're not growing you know, anywhere near the market expects, you would usually expect your share price decline. But if we take the bull case here that Alphabet will continue to dominate this market and profitability will continue to rise, earnings could reach in excess of $11 over the next few years, which would more than double current levels. So essentially plenty of opportunity ahead for Alphabet. And obviously just having a look at those sort of valuation numbers there, given that sort of that bull case, you know, there is upside, but also on the negative side, you know, we could see shares plateau if it doesn't quite meet market expectations. So let's summarize everything that we have covered today. We'll wrap it up. Firstly, look, Alphabet's business model has been exceptionally strong. And certainly the business will likely thrive into the future. I mentioned it a moment ago, but YouTube alone is worth Netflix. So there is clearly plenty of value across this business, not just from Google, not just from YouTube, but from everything else alone. Competition is heating up, not just from Microsoft, but from across the industry. Advertising spending is slowing down across enterprises. So that is going to be a key for investors to watch its cash balance is outstanding free cash flow is admired across wall street and many big tech names would probably wish they had this cash flow as well and i think that's really important to get them through the next period margins they're also very impressive and i think these are going to be key for future profitability and will help grow shares long into the future We covered it briefly just then, but Google's valuation is near 20-year lows. So does that represent an opportunity given its current valuation? And finally, the next few years aren't going to be plain sailing. Let's be clear here that advertising spend is going to slow, competition is rife, and ultimately, you know, US regulators are cracking down. So it's going to be bumpy, but there's plenty of opportunity in cloud, in YouTube, And even the other bets category with everything from from blockchain to self-driving vehicles, as I mentioned. But with its monster balance sheet and, you know, strong cash flow, Alphabet are well positioned to weather any storms ahead. So that is a wrap for Alphabet. So is the stock a buy for you? Let us know in the comments. And of course, remember, if there is a stock you want to see, let us know and we'll break it down. Thanks everyone for listening and see you next time. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.